Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Like, what age difference freaks you out in a relationship? You know, like some people say, you know, five years up, five years down. When I first started dating after my marriage, I think I went a little too young, but maybe you can decide. And today's episode of the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to it, everybody. Uh, This is a podcast that I started once I lost my radio job. My mom, when I was going through my divorce, sent me these really, really motivational text messages. And one day I decided to post one of them online and it went viral. And then every day after that, kind of had the same reaction. So... I decided why not spread her love and her wisdom throughout the world with this podcast. And so we start every single episode talking to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. So explain to me this. Why is it that right now I'm having a hard time with dealing with anyone in society? (laughs) Like, I feel like maybe I've been isolated so long that I don't even know how to communicate with humans anymore. Like people will call me and I'm like, I just don't have the energy. Like texting, I'm fine. But some people will call and I'm like, I just don't have the energy. Or like, for example, there is, um, I used to work with this guy in radio and he, uh, he like runs up a, a prep site, which is what radio stations use to get all their news and everything that's already like typed up and everything, you know, so you don't like, go do it all yourself. And I reached out to him like a week ago via email and was like, Hey, um, would you mind, you know, giving me access to the site or do you have like a podcast rate to where I could still have access to like the news stories and everything kind of get prepped before the day. And he freaking calls me and I'm like, I don't like, <laughs> I just, like, I feel like if I, whatever my form of communication that I've sent you in the first place should be the form of communication in which you respond. So if I email you, you email me back. I don't call you cause I don't want to talk. <laughs> If I wanted to call, talk, I would have called you. And now I've, it's been a week and I haven't returned his phone call. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel weird emailing him back being like, hey, so I got your phone call. Um, let's just email about this. Well, uh, by the same token, my friend that emailed me last week about having that, what is it called? Buzz. Buzz? No. What is that app that you go on to for video conference? Oh, Zoom. Everybody to- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't done that yet. So I felt bad about that because we need to stay connected. I know, but I don't know why. And just like, know. just well, just like we don't want to talk on the phone, some other some others don't want to text or email. No, just so. text me. Just there's there's really <laughs> nothing. And I've always felt that way. I'm like, there's probably nothing going on. You know, I, the younger generation still likes to FaceTime, right? Like if you're 25 mm. and under, you probably just will yeah. do random FaceTime. I get so uncomfortable when a FaceTime call comes un, unannounced, right? <laughs> like if I'm sitting there and like you're trying to FaceTime me, I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> this needs to be scheduled. You can't just pop up FaceTime me. I'm not ready for it. I'm not emotionally ready for it. I'm not physically <laughs> ready for it. I don't like a phone call. At least you can kind of fake your way through if you don't feel like it. But man, I just feel I'm just scared of when this all gets back to normal. How am I ever going to communicate with humans again? I don't think I have that skill set anymore. I've been alone for so long. I don't think I even know how to do it. I feel like I'm living in some kind of alternate universe right now in this house. I feel like I'm literally hitting my like breaking point of like not not being able to have like functioning normal um, communication abilities anymore. Like being on a deserted island somewhere. Yeah. 
I eventually mm-hmm. had a shave. I had a beard going. I eventually had to shave it down because I just felt bad for myself. I'd look at myself and be like, God, I've really, really just let, <laughs> let myself, myself go. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question, honey. I'm sorry. I feel like I should just like, I feel like, I feel like what all these podcasts are like diary entries. Like I feel like one day like humanity will come back and they'll like find this podcast and like slowly see a man's demise into insanity as he <laughs> <laughs> like this will be in a history book somewhere. Like this guy got so desperate. He started doing a podcast, whatever that is with his mom. And he slowly just went crazier and crazier until he just lost it. (laughs) They'll be using this as a case study in psychology classes. Isolation and just, man. (laughs) Um, So Sunday is Easter. I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. better on the show about keeping things timely because I always forget that this is, we're recording these a day ahead. Uh, So this is Mm -hmm. Friday's show right now, technically, and Easter will be on Sunday. So Friday is good. Is this good Friday technically then right now? It is. And what happens on good Friday? I feel like my Christian knowledge, I really used to like (laughs) kill it with Christianity. I was, remember I won like Mm -hmm. that. um, I think it was the Lord's prayer. Uh, contest back in church. Like I think I memorized it before anybody else. So I got like a little book. Do you remember that or no? That sound crazy to you? No. Yeah. I no, was, I don't remember it. I used to be like but a really good church boy, and then I feel like I've forgotten everything about like mm-hmm. some of the major stories. So what was Good Friday? Mm-hmm. This is when he died. So Jesus was crucified on Good Friday. Yes. Okay. And then Sunday he and rose. There used again. to be a cute little church song that says. It was a good day on a bad day. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> okay. Keep going, never mind. <laughs> No, that's all. That's it. It was a good day need, on a bad it. day. I uh, sang that? No, I th- yeah. I don't remember yes, that. Yes, you did. I'm sure you I did. did. I was such a good church boy mm-hmm. growing up. And you always like to dress up. You like to yeah. get dressed to go to church. Yeah, I did. I, I would always have that. a clip-on tie that I wear uh, to church, <laughs> and I thought it was so cool because you know only adults would wear ties. And I thought I was like, but the first time I wore that, I was like, y'all see my clip-on tie? I'm so cool mm-hmm. right now. You did. Um, you but, like to dress up for church? Yeah, I don't really have like a lot of Easter memories, and I'm not sure. I'm not really sure why. I don't really. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we always would get like big chocolate bunnies. Like, think about mm-hmm. the amount of calories we would oh. eat. I don't know. If do kids still get that much candy? I mean, we'd have these like giant Easter baskets. I have I don't no even idea. Know if, if like that's still even a thing anymore. Do you remember when the Easter Bunny flew in on the helicopter to Norcross City Park on Saturday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was our friend Gary Cobb. <laughs> What's the Easter Bunny? I mean, that's some white people shit right there. Like, just listen to that phrase. Do you remember when the Easter Bunny flew into the city hall? No, to the city park in a helicopter. A helicopter. Like, do you think there's any other race that could say that? That comment. That's only stuff that like white parents come up with. <laughs> like, how unnecessary is that? Think about that. Have Easter Bunny fly in. On a helicopter. I wonder how Easter's going to be this year for a lot of parents, you know? Like, I guess Easter Bunny can still come, wink, wink. Um, right. Because it doesn't really change anything. Um, but I guess not being able to go to church is kind of weird. Well, and a lot of the services will, of course, be virtual as they have been now right. for several weeks. So, All right. Do you have a quote for us today? 
I do. And it's um, from 1 Corinthians 16, 14, but it applies to people of all faiths. So maybe we can hold. <laughs> I think if any time to have a Bible, uh, a Bible quote, this might be the, the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and it's simply, let all that you do be done in love. And love is the thing that binds all of us together and all religions together. So be blessed. Okay. I have a movie for you to watch this weekend, but it's not bad. Oh, hallelujah. Um, it's G-rated? It's G-rated. I really want to get your take, and I'm going to watch it too because everyone, every, and every parent's probably seen it by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the new Disney movie Onward. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to see that. Oh, I can't wait. So watch it this weekend, and then we'll catch up on Monday with a mom's movie review. Okay. Can't okay. wait. Okay. All right. I love All you. Right. I love you forever. All right. We'll start the podcast with some good news. We're adding yet another international ambassador. We're going to have local ambassadors. We're going to have national ambassadors. And of course, we have international ambassadors. What I'm talking about, these are people that are listening to podcasts from all over the world or all over the country. And so far, we have met uh, Lisa from the Netherlands. We have met Elizabeth from Japan. And now, ladies and gentlemen, and this one wasn't too hard because Mexico is literally just about 15 minutes from my house, but I still think it's really cool because we're, again, we're trying to see like where are people listening all over the world, all over the country. Hi, Clubber. This is, did I pronounce it right? <laughs> I don't know. Hi, this is Jessica from Tijuana, Mexico. I listen to your, uh, since you were on the 933 channel or whatever. And I've been listening to your podcast. I never used to listen to podcasts. This is my first time. You're in, in a good dad. Your mom is awesome. I love uh, all her her advice and everything that she she speaks. It's really nice. And I think you're in a good path, so don't hesitate that you will get successful. Bye-bye. Jessica, it is so nice to meet you, and thank you so much for listening. The best part is like, Kramer, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, you did good. You did so good on that. So we know we have listeners in California. We have listeners in Florida. We have listeners in Phoenix or in Arizona. We have listeners in Washington State, and we have listeners in South Carolina. If you get somewhere else, anywhere in the world or anywhere in the country, and you listen to this podcast, then call me and let me know like where it is you listen from. How'd you find it? How'd you find the podcast? It's even more interesting to me. But to Lisa in the Netherlands, Elizabeth in Japan, and Jessica in Mexico, so happy to have you as international ambassadors. I want to pull this up really quick because I realize when I log into the back side of Apple podcast, it'll show me all kind of new stuff that I didn't know I could get to. And one of them is countries where people are actually listening. And it shows me that 17 people have listened in Canada. Yeah, 17. I know it's not it's not huge, but there's somebody probably listening from Canada right now. Uh, we would love to add you as an ambassador, and all that means is that you just literally listen to the podcast. We want to know where you're listening from and like a quick introduction so we can all meet each other. So if that's you, call me 888-Kramer8. So I actually said this on the very – I think it was actually the third episode of the podcast, and I edited it out because I felt uncomfortable. And then I – I don't edit a lot out to be honest with you, but this was just a comment that I was like, ooh, I don't know the timing is right for this. But I feel like since I saw this article, 
I may not come off as a much of a jerk. And maybe there's somebody listening that can also relate to this. Maybe you can. I'm just going to come out and say it. I actually feel better during this whole pandemic. And that sounds awful. I even have a hard time digesting saying that because what a terrible time this is right now. And I have so much empathy for anybody that's going through anything right now. So you tell me ever since the epidemic happened about two, three weeks ago, why do I actually feel better? Ooh. I've been like kind of living with that weird guilt. And I found this article I want to read to you. Seven reasons some people actually feel better and happier during the pandemic. It's by Jonas Webb, PhD, and it's on uh, Psych Central. I'll send you this uh, this article or I can put it on the show notes. Um, it, basically, there's seven types of people that could actually be happier and feel better during the epidemic. And I don't know if there's anybody that can relate to this, but if you want to message me or if you want to call me, 888-Kramer8, it'd be nice to know that there's I'm not the only person that's alone in this, all right? Number one is folks with chronic FOMO, fear of missing out. These people walk through their lives feeling they're somehow always outside of things. They look around to see other people laughing and enjoying life. To these folks, it always seems that the other people are living more exciting, happy lives. So now, finally, with almost the entire population trapped at home, it's actually easier to relax with the knowledge that they aren't missing anything. I don't have FOMO, by the way. I don't know. Well, that's not true. Every now and then I do, but that's not something I typically suffer with. But I could see how that could be one. Number two, those who have always felt alone in the world. If, as a child, you did not receive enough emotional support from your parents, you are likely to go through your adult life feeling somehow alone in the world. Perhaps you have felt alone for so long that it's actually become comfortably uncomfortable. Perhaps in this global crisis, you really are alone, and that's how you prefer it to be, which, I don't know, that could be you. Number three is people whose specific childhood challenges prepared them. If your childhood was unpredictable and maybe filled with uncertainty or you required you to make decisions you weren't prepared for or act beyond your years, then perhaps your childhood prepared you for this very moment. It's interesting. Uh, number four, we're talking about, well, I'm, I'm so used to in radio where people like come in and out, so I got like reset everything. We're talking about people that actually feel better during the pandemic. If for some reason you're just joining the podcast and, and fast forward to this minute mark. Um, people, people who feel numb unless something extreme is happening. If you wouldn't describe yourself as an emotional person or if you find yourself feeling nothing when you know you should be feeling something, you may find yourself having some real emotions as this COVID-19 pandemic unfolds. So maybe you can't actually feel emotions until something like wild and crazy is happening. Uh, number five, which I kind of fall into in a sense, is extreme introverts. If you're a severe homebody who gets tired of being required to go out into the world and mix with people, um, more than you're comfortable with, then this may be your reprieve. Finally, instead of having to adjust to everyone, everyone is just adjusting to you. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm an introvert, and that surprises a lot of people. I know maybe because I come, I come on here and kind of, I'm especially on the radio shows, I'd be like really bold. And I can say these really, but like in real life, I mean, you got to keep in mind, radio shows are like four people sitting in a room, right? Four of your like closest friends. It's very comfortable. Um, in this podcast, I mean, it's just me in this room, but I'm an introvert. I love to stay at home. And I guess that's why, I mean, this is a lot. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to stay at home this much, but at least I'm like, feel like prepared for it. Uh, number six of people that actually feel okay 
during the pandemic, those that are already struggling with significant life challenges before the pandemic. And ding, 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 here's where I am. Let me read this to you first. Some people were already dealing with some major life crises or challenges before this epidemic hit. For them, the situation may actually feel somewhat of relief. Suddenly, with the world shut down, it's not possible to struggle or solve. As a result, the situation may offer you a bit of a rest. And if you're also seeing everyone else struggling, you may feel somewhat comforting in a certain way. It's not that you want other people to have problems. It just feels soothing that you are no longer alone and everyone else is having problems too. And I'll give you the last one and we'll go back and kind of discuss number six. Uh, anxious worriers who have spent years anticipating disaster. Anxiety can drive people to have great fear of being blindsided by an unexpected painful experience. And some people constantly anticipate what might go wrong as a way to prevent themselves from any kind of sudden negative shock. Now here we are. That long-anticipated, long-prepared-for event has happened. And these folks are actually feeling relieved that what they've been vigilantly watching out for their entire lives is finally here. And instead of feeling shocked, they actually feel relieved. Uh, I'll put I'll link to the article if any of these actually resonate to you over in the show notes. Man, I don't know. And I, 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 I feel bad for every person going through something right now because it is hard and it is painful and it sucks. But I'll tell you, I did have this sense of relief because being out of work, I felt so alone, right? Especially my whole team is still working and most of my morning show friends are still working and I'm kind of the odd man out in this situation. And I think, by the way, I think they're all still working. But the fact that there's so many people going through so much turmoil now, there's something that's really reassuring to me. And I feel like an a-hole for saying that, but there's even having this conversation right now, I feel like, <gasps> like I'm getting it off my chest. So if you're feeling better during this epidemic, you're not alone. I thought for Friday shows, we could start doing dating disasters. Do you want to hear that? Um, because I I got some funny stories, and some of these I've shared on the radio before, but some of these I've never talked about before because they just felt uncomfortable. Um, so I thought maybe I could save them for the podcast. My quick backstory here, in case you're new, or this is the first podcast you listen to, is I was married for uh, nine years with my ex-wife for 11 years. And getting back into the dating world is so weird it is so weird so i am like kind of fig i was kind of like trying to like navigate it especially as like a 36 year old i felt like when when you're in college and when you get out of college and whatever like you're kind of in this everyone's like trying to figure it out together okay if you are married when, once you get married you kind of enter into a new category right like just with your friends like you're like your single friends and your married friends and i was in that married category for so long and then getting back out of it, now I'm in a new category of divorce. Now, divorce is a weird place to be because I feel like all of your single friends who you should be able to hang out with can't relate anymore because they're still going out to, you know, they're, they're still staying out to like four in the morning and like partying their asses off. Um, and your married friends are all still cooped up. So they're like, you know, they're, they, they can't really comprehend what you're going through either. They're still staying home watching Netflix all the time. So you're in this weird category of either you're going to party your ass off or you're going to be home by, by eight, which is typically fine with me, but it's just a weird dynamic, right? When you get divorced. 
So I was trying to figure out this whole dating thing by myself. And through that, I learned a lot of really le- less, like a lot of lessons really fast. And going through this, I mean, I experienced a lot in a short amount of time, things that I, I don't know because I was so awkward getting back in. So I thought I'd share some of my dating disasters on Friday. Do you like that? Do you want to hear those stories? Let me know either way. Um, so I want to tell you the story about the time I dated a 25-year-old and I'm 36. And this is where I was trying to figure out exactly where my age limit should be because sometimes I feel like I'm still 25 and then there's sometimes I feel like I'm 55 and I didn't really know kind of like what I was looking for. So there was a girl who kept hitting me up on Instagram and we were kind of flirting back and forth. And I think this was still pretty early on. This is probably five or six months after my separation I was, we were literally just talking and I think she was flirting, but I wasn't sure if she was flirting. And, um, eventually, because what she would, she would be like coming in my pictures, like, how you doing? Like, like, like how you doing, you know, like, um, was that friends? Right. And so I would just be like, how you doing back to her, but I would never take it any further. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I have no idea. So eventually, <laughs> eventually she goes, so like, how do we get past this phase? And I'm like, uh, I don't, um, so she's like, are you free for lunch on Thursday? And I'm like, sure, sure. Because it was kind of like my, I'm going to say yes to everything. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. So I might as well just say yes to everything. I knew she was young, but I'm like, maybe that could work. You know, 25, 36 sounds a little young, but let me just see how this goes. And I think we just kind of chatted back and forth for a while because I was still kind of nervous. This would have been like an early on kind of situation, right? So um, she eventually we like we make plans and I uh, we're going to meet for lunch because that seemed like the least committal thing I could do because I'm like nervous at this point. And so we meet for lunch. And I, what I didn't realize, though, because I didn't ask a lot of questions, was that she lived like forever far away like an hour and a half away from where i actually live so i was like well can we meet like in between and she's like sure okay no problem so we uh we met for lunch and first the first problem i guess that i had and i don't know if i'm I'm too much of a pain in the ass you can tell me if i am but i really i'm really a big stickler on time and all, I mean, listen, things come up, I get it, but like, I expect if you're not going to be there within 10 minutes, you probably weren't trying, unless it's like traffic, right? Then you can just, but you should also let somebody know, right? Well, she was literally, I think 25, I don't think it was 30 minute mark, but it was damn near close 30 minutes late, but it was cool. All right. So we meet and she is, uh, she's, she's nice. And, um, we, we have a, a pretty normal normal stuff conversation. What is this? What is that? Then it got weird because I realized that she was just kind of getting out of college. I think she may have still been in college. I don't remember. Um, which really threw me off because here I am. I'm like 36. I've been done with college and she's 25. She's either in, I can't remember. She's in college. She just got done with college. And so for some reason, like in my brain, something, switched for me like it I, I couldn't like romantically connect anymore because I only saw her as so much younger so I literally spent the rest of lunch trying to like mentor her 
on how to do life. And I kept saying things like, I remember when I was your age. Oh, yeah, like when I was getting out of college. And I felt like that the whole rest of the thing turned into like a, a life pep talk. So, I mean, it was fine. We probably had lunch for like an hour, hour and a half. I, I left there thinking like, okay, 25 is going to be way too young for me. Not going to work. And we, you know, we communicated a little bit more after that. And because I kept saying like, I don't call me rude, but I'm not driving 45 minutes for anybody. I'm just not like, I didn't realize when I agreed to this, that you lived that far away. So that was my very first dating disaster where I realized that 25 is probably a bit too young for me. All right, let's do some housekeeping before we get to the end of the show. So a few things. Number one, I want to update you on what's going on with the food for the nurses, right? The third shift. In case you're new to the podcast, uh, our little show here came together because I found out that the night shift nurses aren't um, – aren't getting like all the food and like the cookies and the candies that everyone's bringing to support the nurses because they're only brought during the day. And I thought it was kind of unfair. And so I just came on here being like, Hey, can we raise some money to be able to send food over to night shift workers? And I was thinking, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you ended up raising over $6,000. I think it's like 6,200 right now. There's still money coming in, which is so cool. Uh, so, my plan was to then distribute it between like the three major hospitals here in San Diego. Uh, well, I then found out that it's not as easy to just drop off stuff, right? Especially when you do big orders. So I've been getting in touch with the different hospitals throughout the city to set stuff up. And I uh, last week, or maybe it's early this it was Monday of this week, I sent a two thousand uh, dollar donation over to. Sharp because they are going, they already have a system. They work with local restaurants. They're going to set a dinner up for the, uh, the third shift workers. And I, I'll have more info on that soon. They're still kind of in the planning process of it. But when I get more info, I'll share it with you. Um, then today something really cool happened. So I call over to Scripps and I'm like, Hey, you know, explain the situation and, and what I want to do. And they connect me with a guy and I'm, you know, he's like, he's like, Hey, listen, I have a really fantastic idea. I'm like, tell me. And he was saying that he was himself trying to do something nice for the uh, the nurses or the people that work the third shift. And so he um, he talked to this little Thai restaurant that's right next door to the hospital. And the guy that owns this restaurant actually is a uh, was a patient at the hospital. And so he has a lot of love for the place. And he... Um, so the guy calls in, he calls the order in, right? And so when the guy from Scripps goes over to pick up the order, uh, the guy had actually doubled the food. I think the guy at Scripps had ordered like 10, 10 plates. And so the guy had actually done 20 plates to give back to the hospital, which I thought was – that's really nice of him, right? Um, now, the guy from Scripps was telling me that when he's talking to this restaurant owner that the guy said that he's – it's not it's not going well, that they've lost 80% of their business. And so he was like, is there any way we could team up with this restaurant to be able to, you know, provide? Because I know they're really hurting too. And I think that seeing this man's generosity, uh, you know, the, he doubled this guy from Scripps order for no reason, just because out of the kindness of his heart, there's nothing more than I want to do to support that person who's supporting the nurses. So uh, happy to tell you that we're going to place a $2,000 dinner order for our third shift workers over at Scripps Hospital, which is a hospital here in San Diego, if you're 
not from here. A $2,000 order to be able to send over to our nighttime workers over at Scripps. And uh, more info soon. I'm going to keep you guys posted on the whole thing. But thank you again. Thank you to every single person who donated because... Again, that's that's a lot of food. That's a lot of food. I'm going to be able to feed a lot of people, make them happy when they're over there busting their butts for us right now. Okay, so that's uh, that's the good news over there. I'm also working on another project um, that I'll talk to you about next week if I can figure out how to get it done. But hopefully you guys are feeling good about what we're doing here. And I, the big point of this podcast was to still do more feel-good stuff. So another project hopefully next week if I can get it figured out. Next week, we have a, a lot of good stuff coming up, and I want to give you a little sneak peek. Um, we are going to talk to Hula, and you, that may mean nothing to you if you're not from San Diego, but if you're from San Diego, you definitely know who I'm talking about. Hula was on the radio for probably damn near 20 years and was also recently let go almost the same time I was. And I know he's got a big fan base here. I know you guys want to hear from him. He's become a friend of mine. And so we're going to get him on the show next week uh, to kind of catch up with what's going on and spread some positivity because this guy's always positive, man. He's been through some shit, and he's always always got a, just a, a great positive outlook on, on life. Uh, also, next week is uh, I'm going to do an episode that I've been really trying to put off because I've only really told about three people this story. Because it even weirds me out a little bit, and I've teased it a little bit when I was in Costa Rica, but I said something really crazy happened while I was down there. So we're going to have an episode next week, and it's going to be called, I either, I don't know if I'm going to use the word, the F word or not, but I'll, I'll just, I'll blank it out for now. But I feel like I've got to use it next week so you understand the severity of it. But the episode's going to be called, I effing hate myself. And this whole weird experience that I had when I was in Costa Rica that I think there's probably I, I might be alone in this, but I think you might be able to relate to it. And Monday for Monday Cheese May, right, which is like our gossipy kind of stuff, the stories that you want to know. We answer this phone call. Hey, my name is Katie. I'm calling from Santan Valley. I used to listen to you on Camel Country. I'm really glad that you're doing this podcast. I think it's just awesome that you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and kind of just telling your own truths. And speaking of that, I had always wondered why you left 107.9 and it seemed like things were kind of on bad terms with Nina D when you left. So I didn't know if maybe someday you could go into that. Thank you. Bye. So all that next week here on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Thank you for listening this week. I really appreciate it. I really do. I want to make sure. I don't want to just say those words. I want you to know they're genuine words of like thanks, of like a mass appreciation for you being here because it's um, this whole thing is still so new to me. All right. Let's get you some good news. We end the show right now currently with all the craziness with the COVID 19 drama uh, with like some good stuff that's happening out there because I feel like you need to look at all sides, right? We can't just get the scary news from CNN and Fox. We got to get like the, the other, the, the good stuff too. I know a lot of people that listen to the Upside podcast probably already know this because this happened over in Atlanta, but Tyler Perry picked up the tab on all groceries purchased during the senior shopping hour at 73 supermarkets. You know Tyler Perry, right? He's the one that makes the Medea movies and everything. So when he did this, um, he, a lot of people, seniors, would like show up for these senior shopping hours, but they were just told that 
the groceries were already paid for by this Atlanta angel. And so people weren't quite sure who it was, but there were 44 Kroger locations, which I've told you about here are Ralph's in California. And there's 29 when Dixie locations between Atlanta and New Orleans. Said, so your groceries are free. <laughs> I still really wouldn't believe her. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I kind of was dumbfounded. And she said, uh, an Atlanta angel uh, is giving you your groceries. I looked at all the people in the store who, who were shopping and thought, wow, I, I just wanted to hang around and watch. <laughs> and here's an awesome story out of Maryland. So there is this 16 year old boy named TJ Kim. And he, I guess, is in flight school already. And so when everything turned upside down and all the schools and classes are canceled, uh, he asked his teacher, his flight teacher, if they could start making deliveries, like medical deliveries to different rural hospitals that are fighting COVID-19. I mean, this kid is literally 16 years old. Everything was kind of taken from me. Like lacrosse season ended, uh, the school year is effectively over, and all I really had left was uh, flight training. There's a big emphasis at Landon to serve the community. And so I talked to my dad about um, ways to fly and serve at the same time. And we came up with Operation SOS, uh, meaning supplies over the skies. We're going to try and do it as much as possible. But really the hard part is not the flying down there or finding hospitals that are in need. The hard part is gathering the supplies. So every week that we can gather enough supplies to go down and fly, we're going to go down and fly. Like, think about what you were doing at age 16. You know, that's when I was like sneaking girls into my <laughs> into my parents' basement. This kid's over here like changing the world. All right. Uh, one more piece of good news before we get out of here. I did some extensive research and we will end today's show with the song my mom swears I used to sing back in the day at church. It's a, uh, it was a good day on a bad day. All right. See you Monday. Bye-bye. It was a good day on a bad day. You heard it This is Suzanne from Snellville, Georgia, and I was just calling to say that I was listening to the podcast just now and had to pause it and call because I had a frustrating morning and was feeling like I was pulled in 20 different directions and um, just really hit me when I needed it with your mom saying that failure is part of success and that for all the wrong things we did there were a whole bunch of right things we did so it was the exact moment that i needed to hear that it made me feel better and just like you said i apparently helped my dog too and um just like you said um the reason you started the podcast that was what she did for people and so i'm so happy that you started this and that i could hear that when i needed to hope you have a great day bye hi kramer my name is jay um, I've been a long time listener. I actually started listening to you back on Channel 93, and I was very sad after you let go. But I guess, you know, you went on to much better things like your podcast, and I'm very happy and so proud of it. Um, your mom is absolutely amazing. I love listening to both of you. Joey has amazing advice uh, and very healthy, too. I say keep it up, and honestly, don't listen to the haters Just, and all those negative comments or whatever. Uh, it's very refreshing to hear such a radio host that was honest 
you're so extra and dramatic and you love chisme. I love chisme. We all love chisme. And you make every segment fun. So it's great that now with your podcast, you can be honest. You don't have to hold back like you did before. So just keep it up. And I look forward to many, many more episodes from you. Um, so take care. Love you. <laughs> and say hi to Kiki. Bye. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever. 